0: Drink beer, think beer. You're listening to Brew Bloods.
1: If at first you don't succeed, try drinking a beer while you do it. You'll be amazed at how much less you care. That from uh, Rebel Circus. <laughs> Where are these fake quotes you It's very quotable. Surely well, you, you can, know, I
2: just I just look for beer gifts and then find something that I don't say, think sh- I've heard before. Surely you can find some an actual beer.
1: human that said something about beer. Well, I mean that's a, that's definitely a real group, isn't it? You well, failed at your definitely. job. Rebel Circus? No, it sounds like a, a complete it's failure. copyright. Copyright. It has a copyright. Well, then nobody on it. said it. Well, maybe so. It's some BS. Somebody. It's it's more fake news. <laughs> but that's the world we live in, though, right? <laughs> that's right. Uh, today, we are at Trinity Hall. It's someplace we used to come all the time. We haven't been here in quite a while. If you can't tell from the Irish music in the background. Yeah. If you can't tell by that and the extreme, all the, uh, a lot of people here talking very loudly, and that's okay. Yeah. But, we tried uh, to
2: get them to quiet down, but they didn't care about our yeah. podcast. We had
1: Brian here go around and smack everybody in the face, but uh, they refused to listen. It, that didn't help.
2: It's very it did weak. not help. I'm sorry. <laughs> very sorry.
1: <laughs> and we are joined today by Brian from the No Beer Left Behind podcast. Hey, guys. What's you Loom. He is uh, more than just a pretty face, he has a voice also. Oh my gosh, he a pretty face. There, <laughs> making me blush, yes. Yeah. And you're from uh, you podcast from somewhere near Denton, right? Somewhere yeah, east of Denton. Yeah,
2: the uh, we, we call it we call it far, far, far north Dallas because it's essentially what it is. Yeah, it's sure. basically another
1: state. You're almost it, Oklahoma.
2: No, seriously, we're closer to Oklahoma than downtown Dallas. It's yeah. disheartening yeah. when I drive to work every day. <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, uh, we're up there, and we actually uh, got one member down in Austin, and another couple members in Tulsa. We're, I mean, I would say we're international, but. Uh, we got people that are not from this country originally, so if that counts, yeah. I mean, international, we
1: are. You're uh, at least interstate.
2: Yeah, I feel like then you know, we get into like some copyright issues with battery companies and yeah. everything, so
1: do know? Yeah. I don't want to
2: get into those issues.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, you want to tell everybody about your podcast? I know you guys do politics and beer. You don't leave any beer behind. I understand. Uh, we, absolutely,
2: that's yeah. uh, uh, the, the whole core concept of our branding. <laughs> is that there's, in fact, no beer left behind? And as you listen to our podcast, you understand that we drink while we podcast. Yes. In the for about an hour and a half, two hours. Sometimes back in the day when we first started, about three hours. So we got a little squirrely. So, sometimes oddly wine. Somebody's drinking wine in the middle uh, of a beer podcast. Yeah. That doesn't. Well, we've got. Listen, you need, you are, need to end that. Those are the international students. They're oh, ESL okay. kids. They don't understand. No. <laughs> they wine beer. It's all the same thing. Right. right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, we we uh, I, I bring the beer knowledge, or I try to. You know. Yeah. <laughs> It's really touch and go, especially after a couple brewskis. Yeah, uh, but uh, we've also got uh, current events uh, we discuss, really from uh, the, the lay layman like uh, really the lay take, Makes if sense. you can call it that. Yeah, um, but I think uh, one of our IT guys when he set up our our uh, website it was like we're the 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 podcast for the every man, and if I ever meet the man that is this podcast, like I don't <laughs> want to be friends with him. Like, I don't. Some of the stuff that comes up, I'm just like I'm embarrassed. So uh, I'm not sure what that says about sure. your show. Yeah, not, yeah. Uh, not a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but, like, who is this odd degenerate? Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. but Get him out of here. Hold on, hold on. Oh, wait. Hey, he's wait, a wait, primary hold. listener. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait. You want to you wanna grab a beer or <laughs> right. you go over to Trinity Hall and have full volume conversations? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, while are exactly. are do a very professional
1: podcast. Well, this we came here today because we're doing a uh, beer and candy pairing, and wow. we have a specific list of five beers that we need. Okay. And... There's not a lot of locations that put out their full bottle list like Trinity Hall does. Okay. And so it's a little tougher to find. We knew that Trinity Hall, looking look at the menu online, they had everything we needed. We
2: considered going to Whole Foods, but then realized that would be lame. That would be lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, not that we're above that or anything. No, There's nothing yeah. wrong with a Whole Foods beer, yeah, but exactly. I've drank yeah. there
2: many times, but yeah, yeah. You know, wait. Well, were you drinking at the one with the bar in Whole Foods? Oh, yeah, just drinking in the
1: parking lot. <laughs> the well, point. I mean, it depends on the day. It in a brown, yeah, ways. I had a brown paper bag. Yeah. All right. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but uh, plus, who knows? We might not have been able to find what we needed at Whole Foods cold, anyways. Yeah. So, anyways, Trinity Hall. Uh, been there many times, and they we knew they had what we needed. So we decided to come here. So this that's was where a it very heel.
2: frequent hangout from single
1: mark days. Oh God, we used yeah,
2: to stay here constantly. <laughs> single mark, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, not to advocate this, but the uh, drunk driving mark, the uh, drink driving mark. Yeah, oh yeah, that deck. was good. Got that it. was unfortunately a frequent. That unfortunately frequent was, occurrence. yeah. Hey, an all too frequent occurrence, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> not that I'm having. Don't do that, kids. Take Uber. We didn't have back in my day. We didn't have Uber. Fifty still had cabs, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, we had yeah, taxis. Yeah, but there's no you? easy way to get cab technology going. Like, did you not have feet at the time? You had not evolved into feet. I live too far away for that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, completely I just completely understand. I just chose, dart reel. I chose <laughs> to endanger other people's lives yeah. instead. Hey man, there's actually a Dart reel pretty close to your apartment in Richardson. Uh, From the one here. in Richardson there was, yeah. Wait, but so, when so we could pick apart mistakes, yeah, or we could just move forward. Right, absolutely. Yeah. I've you chosen know, to move a- forward. I now rely on Uber when I get too drunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Lyft. Yeah. And Lyft. Whatever's available. Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Whatever rideshare you choose to participate yeah. in, yes. Whoever wants to advertise, we
1: want both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's got a, a coupon happening at the moment. Absolutely, right. yes. Whoever can give me a, a nice promo code. Uh, so, we got a little bit of breaking news this week. Uh, this, it, we're going to get really local on your ass today, but. Well, we are a DFW area podcast. We are. So it makes sense. We we're not limited the to area. the DFW area. No, but that's our primary we're focus. we just DFW heavy. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I would say we're more D than FW heavy, though. Oh, definitely, yeah.
2: You guys are <laughs> heavy in the D? Is that's that right. What? We're heavy <laughs> yeah. in the D. We're, okay. All right. We're,
1: we're, some, we're big on the well, D. We don't give the FW a lot of love. No. That's true. That's fair. Nah, that's all the way over there. That's like a 45-minute drive. Yeah. That would require a neighborhood. I, I choose not to go west of 35 or north of 635, so. Right. Right. <laughs>
2: really dialed in your locations. Yeah.
1: We're extremely east Dallas. <laughs> North of thirty. I mean, he's
2: in a really tiny area there. Yeah. So there's there's one area that you did not mention in all this and that it, is Denton. Yeah, that's so, true.
1: Right. The yeah, the, the little D. The little yeah, D. He doesn't go to the little, d. The he's little, little in the big d. D. The junior D. He's hung up on the big D. <laughs> yeah. Hey I'm a size queen, what can I say? <laughs> so we
2: talked several times about saturation in the D F W market. Yep. If there is saturation for breweries and you know what the trend's gonna be, we've also talked about Newer breweries coming online. It seems like a lot of things are probably going to start going more local. And yeah. I would say that there's a couple of examples on both sides of that discussion in brewery closings and openings uh, with news that's come out recently. So one of the, one of the more notable closings of this year, and one of the more breaking news uh, or newer closings, is the Audacity Brew House. That they are shutting down as of November 11th. If we want to talk about Denton, I guess uh, we would go to you. This for that is your home territory. I
1: tried. I tried to
2: like a nice segue, yeah. Yeah. Like pull
1: in there. This is why we had you on the show: is Brian from the Little D yeah. to yeah, talk Brian, to us about Audacity. Brian from the Little D does not. I mean, I mean, I <laughs> d- did <doesn't> call him <laughs> Beak for Brian? You did call like, him Little D Brian at least. Yeah. You said it's for yeah. Little D. Yeah,
2: Little D yeah. Brian. <laughs> There's uh, so Audacity is a brew house that I. I mean, it's probably geographically closest to where I live now.
1: Yeah, not uh, anymore.
2: Not any Well, well as for of now. November 11th, it okay. won't be. But probably one of the closest brew houses to, to my house, and I have honestly never been there, which I think might speak to some of the issues yeah. as oh, to yeah. what,
1: why, why it might be close That's what somebody said uh, on the DFW Let's Talk Craft Beer was pointing out, was they just had, if they'd been closer to the square... Maybe closer to the colleges, they might have more success.
2: I mean, yes, and yes, and yes, right. and. I mean, you right. can really dissect it however you want. Yeah. Uh, you, you talked about saturation of the market. Uh, you can also look at just, I mean, it got brought up on the on the talk craft beer board, like the quality of beer. If you're going to dial in and do a beer, you better nail it and do it far, far yeah. beyond what anyone else is doing, yep. especially if you're up in the little D. Where Mark and Dustin don't go. Right. Right. So, exactly. You, know, yeah.
1: you got. You have to bring the noise. <laughs> right. To get. To get Brewbloods up north. Well, and frankly, like here, uh, lo- here in the the Big D, you can only find one of Audacity's beers on the shelf. Uh, and bulletproof. Yep. Yes. The bulletproof. Yep. Yeah. Bulletproof is everywhere, and that's the only one we ever saw. Now we saw them at festivals. I actually thought some of their festival beers, their one offs, were really good. Yeah. But the problem is, you just didn't get enough. S- we never saw them anywhere else outside the the bulletproof and the festivals.
2: Yeah, I think that might be a. The- Audacity may be a perfect example of a brewery that had great intentions. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit—I mean, I don't want to say big for their britches, but at the same time, like, they're, the, some of the more successful breweries in our in our market have acknowledged that they can't go everywhere and do yeah. everything all the time. You right. have to really hone in, hone in, and do what you do well. Kind of like uh, grapevine, you know, for yeah, example. I was going to say, RAR, RAR is a perfect example of that, and they're blonde. It's available just about everywhere. Now Their are dad gum, their West Coast IPA, their are what do they call it, dank, dank IPA that they make. Right. Uh, I, they do it really well, and they're able to produce it to where they can get to all these little bars. I mean, they have it on here, allegedly. Yeah. I don't know. Allegedly. <laughs> it. We'll it. see.
1: Yes. When you try who, to who order they it, they'll be out of it.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll be long gone. Like, <laughs> eh, we ran out this morning. We told you about it this afternoon, but <laughs> right. what are you going to do? yeah exactly uh, but I mean, they're a prime example of doing what they do well uh, and, and to the point where they can service the the masses yeah so it's it's unfortunate as a beer lover that you see anybody close down sure yeah. but at the same time you have to think of like breweries as like a small business yeah it's all about how you manage uh, resources your finance you know, your resources in your in your distribution chain right I think Sometime I think that.
1: somebody who's far out who's done a great job and I know we talk about them a lot, but tops like they they're way out in McKinney, and it's not, for at least from the big D, it's not easy to get there because you can't take... You've got to drive a, a, a decent amount of way while you're drinking. Yeah. It's not like you can just hop out there and come back very yeah. easily. But they've yeah, gotten their...
2: The mass transportation doesn't... It, you, unlike you, the little
1: D, you can actually yeah.
2: take mass transit all the way up there. Yeah. Up to uh, McKinney, you cannot. It yeah, and they, but they've done a
1: great job of getting their, yes. their beer outside their little market. And managed to get distribution in some really key spots. It's done well, and they make good beer. That doesn't hurt, yep. that doesn't hurt things. Uh, but just from a d- well, both business the McKinney breweries, them and Franconia, yeah, Franconia to too, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: But some other just notable closings around here. Uh, back Country closed back in uh, May of this year. We never yeah, mentioned that. Which
1: they took over for another brewery that closed, Firewheel. They took over their spot. Yeah, they did and an
2: expansion into Firewheel uh, yeah. into uh, Roulette. which they're from and
1: Colorado. And did you ever go to Firewheel? Because I went there one time. I've never been to the building. That was
2: kind of a trashy building in general, so I'm yeah. not surprised. Well,
1: that, and that's the reason I heard that why they closed was that building had so many electrical issues yeah, that it yeah. was going to cost more than it was worth to repair the building and keep brewing. Oh, wow. So they just decided to ban DFW altogether.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I My only experience with backcountry besides a, a, a barley wine, which we will not speak of, but <laughs> uh, I actually uh, found myself out for a wedding in Roulette. I had about three hours to kill. And I was looking for a brewery out there. I was like, oh, cool. Google tells me brewing in Rowlett takes me to backcountry. Yeah. Well, like, I sit in the parking lot. I'm like, this is clearly not where I wanted to be. Right. Uh, I did not, this is not where I wanted to come. Uh, the, the place I was looking for was actually actually uh, Bankhead Brewing. I don't know if y'all have heard of that. No, or, I've, no, I've a, heard
1: of them, but I haven't been there.
2: It's a little brew pub out uh, in like this little Main Street area in Rowlett. Really kind of a weird weird part of yeah. town. Uh, yeah. But it's really, really nice. The brewer there, I, it, I don't know what his credentials are, but they're stellar. Yeah. Uh, I had a flight of their beers while I was preparing for my first try at the uh, Certified Cicerone. Oh, okay. Uh, they like told them what I was doing. They took me through the entire brew house on like a Friday oh, that's nice. afternoon. The guys were couldn't be nicer. Their beers could not be better. Some of the best best German-style beers that I've had in DFW. They're fantastic. Nice. Wow. Okay. But, again, only found out in the middle of nowhere in yeah. Rowlett. Yeah. So uh, you guys are ever out in there? Go, out, sure. Out, well, it's like an, it's
1: start. like intrinsic. It's you can't really find any of intrinsic's beers mm-hmm. outside of Garland's. Yeah. I mean, they're making stellar stuff and some stellar food, but it's hard to find them now. I have, I think those guys are doing just fine, oh, operating yeah. just off their premises. I mean, they're always packed every time we're there. But
2: well, yeah, and that's kind of the point of what we're talking about with all the ones that are going to yeah. open up. Just one other. I'm just surprised they closed. Notable closing is the yeah. Gordon Beership Park Lane. Um, that just yeah. seems like a place that would have stayed um, open. It's kind of a generic. Well, so here's thing. what I
1: heard. Uh, a couple of things. One, the park, the parking situation at the Park Lane Shopping Center has become just murderous. So across from there used to be a big parking lot across from Gordon Biersch, so you could just hop across the street real easily. They turned that into more like sh- uh, more shopping. Ah. So now you have one underground parking. You have the parking next to Whole Foods. And it's just it's murderous, like just trying to find your way around. So I think that hurt them. From what I heard, rent went way up, uh, and they and they weren't making enough in profit to justify the rent. And on top of that, Did apparently. You traffic to the store, yeah. That, my, my mother-in-law, who was a regular there, she was literally there two or three times a week uh, for happy hour. She said the management cracked down really hard on the bar staff and started uh, really regulating their pours. They used to have like heavy pours. On their liquor. And uh, they started to really crack down, so pe- people stopped coming as much. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess if profits are falling, then you're... Yeah. That's. I understand, yeah. though, you're also kind of yeah. getting
2: rid of your customer that came for that particular yeah. reason. So, yeah, it's kind of a so, double-edged sword there.
1: Yeah, that, I think that's pretty much... It was just a, a, a series of blows to the head, to the profit head, that took them down. So. Huh. Makes sense.
2: And so, we, again... It seems every year there's at least a dozen breweries trying to open up, Yeah, and uh, 2017 wasn't any different. It had uh, 15 new breweries, apparently, or will by the end of the year. I think a couple of them still aren't open yet, but the interesting thing about it is a lot of these are not coming online as production breweries. They're coming online as local breweries, a lot of them out in the suburbs, Yeah, and um, they, they seem to be doing some interesting stuff that I kind of wanted to point out. Um there's one out, uh, speaking of the Roulette area, Rockwall, uh, there's one called Hemisphere Brewing that's coming online, uh, I believe it actually came online in September, and they are doing a straight dope Northeastern IPA, and uh, they are All also the doing a, a Shiver Blueberry Wheat, which I'm actually very excited that about. That could be really good. Because when I went to Boston a couple of years ago, I had a Blueberry Wheat, and I was looking around here for one, and didn't see anybody do it, and so I guess they're embracing the whole Northeast lifestyle, I yeah. guess. Yeah. You know, I'll be interested to try that and see if it was as good as the ones I had that were Connecticut based while I was up there. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's probably not going to be. Quite as good, but I'll save judgment till I have it. I'm just glad that there's actually an opportunity to get it. That's
1: not what you said off the air.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, there's another one in Mansfield coming online called uh, Dirty Job Brewing, which I don't know if Discovery Channel is going to. Maybe see it's micro,
1: micro head brewer at Dirty Job <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brewing. That would be interesting. He's not. It's not enough to have a Discovery and a podcast empire, right? Now yeah, he, he has to take over brewing too. Did he do a podcast? I thought he just looked into a webcam and told us stories about <laughs> well, how to live our life. <laughs> it's the his podcast is the way I heard it. I think they're like five to minutes. Each, uh, okay. They tell stories, but does he drink
2: like eight to ten beers while he's doing that podcast? Because uh, I feel like that's really what makes a man. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And he's always covered in grease, and <laughs> right? Exactly. I was going to say, as yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's
2: snaking a drain or yeah. something. You yeah. might be
1: watching a different <laughs> well, podcast. I don't <laughs> <laughs> think that's that's
2: true. <laughs> that's not grease. That's smart. just another guy named Mike covered <laughs> <Yeah>. in grease. <laughs> it is a dirty job of sorts, but it's was, kind that of was Mike job. Ho, oh, okay. not okay. Mike Rowe. Sorry. But at uh, at this brewery, they're going to be doing a raspberry hefeweizen and a cantaloupe saison, which again just seemed a little bit unique to me. Well I'm sorry, what what what, what saison? It was but a raspberry ra- saison, okay, and a cantaloupe saison. Uh, or Excuse me, uh, raspberry hefeweizen, okay, and cantaloupe saison. Raspberry hefeweizen sounds delicious. Yeah. Uh, raspberry saisons, uh, one of my favorite beers to make as a home brewer. Oh, okay, just because it's you get some like before. weird, like funky, peppery flavors out of it. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so I'm, I would be excited to see what a Hefe would taste like with strawberries. I mean, cantaloupe. Let me know how that works out for you. I, 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 <laughs> I bet,
1: you know, it's such a mild flavor. I bet it works out pretty well. well in a I saison, right. I
2: could see it perhaps like, working. I could too. see like melon rind. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Like, just give me that like green yeah. that green flavor. True, so, yeah. Throw that in there.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I hope they don't cheap out on the melons. Like, melon, they always, what's that uh, green melon that they always over-stuff a fruit plate with? Uh, oh, you're talking about honeydew? Honeydew. Oh, honeydew. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The, the poor man's melon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's the peanut of melons. Yeah, really <laughs> exactly. Is.
1: It's no almond. No. It's
2: no fancy it's cashew. It's like the onions on a fajita plate, yeah. you know? Get them out Don't. of here. <laughs> I mean, I sure, I want them. Sure. I'll give. I'll take a... You know, just... Uh, yeah. God, there's... Don't of, overload I'm me. I'm just lousy with, with honeydew melon in this yeah. fruit bowl. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It is the poor man's melon. That's true. <laughs> <sure. laughs>
2: And the last one I wanted to point out was TKO Libations in Louisville. I just opened, apparently. And they're going to be doing a gingerbread porter. Ooh. And they're also going to do some house-made soda, which is just kind of interesting.
1: I feel like I have yet to have a good gingerbread beer. I I, I, yeah. I
2: could see how that would be really, really good. Do you know where they're opening in Louisville? I did not get yeah. that information. So it's in Castle
1: Hills, which okay. is a neighborhood, which,
2: I mean, you get hyper-local on you right? A neighborhood uh, <laughs> with a brewery in it, which I feel like, really, yeah. that's what Dallas needs is... Uh, a self-sustaining neighborhood yeah,
1: with a with a brewery. That's they my do, dream yeah. is to be like Europe where you have a pub on every corner. You could just go and it'd be like a little brew pub. No, no DUIs for... You know, exactly you just, for me. Just walk that, everywhere. That'd yeah. be nice. I could actually walk for once. Yeah. <laughs> with a reasonable distance. You could quit drunk driving <laughs> <Yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> could get drunk and <laughs>
2: not risk of being in a moving vehicle. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might be in a moving vehicle if you're out in the street and get hit or right. drunk, I guess. That's but true. You've got to work how you, how you phrase it.
1: Yeah. Uh, kids, some please antics. please drink responsibly. <laughs> right. So, yeah, uh, I guess good. we'll see what happens. I'm, there's breweries in Dallas. I'm surprised they're still open. I will not name names, but uh, we'll oh, leave definitely. that for off the air. But there's some I'm just like, they're still open? Yeah. But, uh,
2: I, I mean, I, can I just, what's a bummer to me is, like, there's a lot of people who travel into Dallas. Yeah. And they have, like, opportunities to drink a lot of great local beer. Like, what bums me out is when they get a hold of some of those breweries that maybe shouldn't be... Here right. or have the yeah. presence they have, it bums me out that that's their representation of what Dallas Brewing is. I was yeah. going to say, some of those have a big presence
1: too, which yeah. is the problem. I yeah. feel like we need a really good, like, we need a couple of good bars in, like, Terminal D of uh, DFW that would serve nothing but local brews. Right.
2: Yeah. I, well, I mean, they're opening Flying Saucer in DFW. I do not know that. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if they're kind of the. The craft beer word in, yeah. in Dallas and in Austin, in particular, and I guess Houston too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't acknowledge Houston most of the time. Yeah, who does? Uh, but, Josh from Inner Brews. What's right. up? <laughs> but uh, it's uh, you know they, they're kind of the liaisons for Texas craft. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, I'm okay putting putting DFW beer in their hands. Yeah. Or oh, at yeah. least the airport. But I'm talking about like even when you travel, you you see Reddit posts of like, hey, I'm traveling to Dallas, where's some good places to pick up beers? I'm like, yeah. We can tell you. Can we
1: tell you also what might to grab or yeah, who, right, you know, exactly, what to yeah. stay away from? Yeah. Don't, don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Plus, people say, we're coming to Dallas. Do you realize how big Dallas is? Like, Yeah, exactly. Like, right. where? Yeah. <laughs> what part of Dallas? Yeah. Of DFW? Are you the big D, the little D? There's only like 8 million people here. You Are know you, know you in the F-Dub?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, so lesson for people listening, just uh, be more specific, I guess. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So should be more specific. Yeah. Yeah, the whole Metroplex is not Dallas. You no. Need to say what part you're coming to. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, we're going to celebrate Halloween. I think for the first time in the show, and we're going to do a beer and candy pairing, something we've never done before. Now, this is our, our original idea. Nobody's ever done this before. Yeah, we're the yeah. Uh, progenitors of this idea. Absolutely. I came up with this idea. We were going to do a craft beer cellar, and they're like, "Oh, we're already doing with some company called Bell's." I'm like, yeah. "Who Who's is that? Bell's? What? What are Bell's? Never heard of never them. Never heard of them. <laughs> what, what? What are Bell's? <laughs> what are Bell's? <laughs> <laughs> never heard of them. So yeah, you can take this as original idea. This is a Brew Bloods Gold." Golden idea. We're going to patent this. We're going to trademark it. We're going to copyright it under the name Rebel Circus, and we're moving forward with this. Yeah, we're going to steal that quote as well. That's right. <laughs> I don't so, know that <laughs> any of that is legal,
2: but <laughs> we're gonna I do mean, it I'm anyways. here for it. I'm yeah, here exactly. for it. Let's yeah. do it. make it happen. I'm
1: going to say the Rebel Circus isn't, isn't real anyways. Uh, so anyways, when we come back, right, we'll do it the- It might be a circus you don't want to be a part of. It might be. Uh, we will have the first annual, question mark? Maybe. Beer no. and candy pairing. At least the first one. <laughs> yeah, the first of not of no more. <laughs>
0: Let me tell you about a friend of mine, a big bad brother named Frankenstein, and a torn-up Armani looking mighty fine. I mean, the brother was smoking, literally, sewn up with a needle and thread, put together with parts from the dead, except they put his nuts on the side of his head. What in the world were they thinking? Dracula! Hey guys, Josh here, just to let you know, to remind you, to get the word out, to put it in your brain, that no matter when you're listening to this podcast, Thursday is right around the corner. What's so significant about Thursday? Well, at Thursday at noon, you get to tune in and listen live to Liquid Lunch. Join myself and Catherine Contreras from She's Crafty Podcast as we join forces to bring you Texas's live midday craft beer show. It's the only one like it out there in the entire world. We're live. We take your calls at 713-678-0070. Hero. We have on the best guests in the craft beer world from the state of Texas and beyond. And it's just a fun time. You'll hear what you're eating, what you're drinking. We'll get the latest in uh, news and craft beer goings-ons, promotions of all the latest happenings. And you can be a part of the show with us each and every Thursday at noon. LiquidLunchShow.com is where we're located. Also on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, Streaming Live. Video and audio, your choice. Come join the party. Take off the weekend, Thursday at noon, liquidlunchshow.com. That's Liquid Lunch. We'll see you there.
1: so today we're celebrating Halloween on the show with a very original idea and again that is a candy and beer pairing and we just happened to write an article on beerandbrewing.com that was uh, Dustin's notes about what we should be tasting so we're gonna start and we're going to go from, at uh, Brian's recommendations, since he's the almost Cicerone here, the yeah. more legitimate of the three. He's the only guy with almost credentials. <laughs> almost credentials. <laughs> we don't even have almost credentials. Yeah, we're, we're, so, we're like negative credentials. <laughs> well, they, re- they revoke our credentials when we even think about it. Just I, read about time. us on Reddit. Actually, yeah, I
2: think they can take things away from me that I haven't even had just hanging out with you guys. So <laughs> probably, That's probably I, true. Probably, hush,
1: hush. Bad influence. Your name is Ryan, not Brian, right? <laughs>
2: Oddly enough, yes, that is the running joke on the podcast, too, is to refer to me as Ryan. For no reason. Oh, okay, that, yeah.
1: So, good. So we're starting off with the uh, candy corn and the light lager, and the lager we've chosen was Harp from Ireland's, by way of Britain, I think is where it's produced now, uh, but it's originally an Irish beer, and it's a light lager, to say the least. Yeah and
2: it's, it's actually an old go to for me back in the day. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was too. That was my it was, craft experience.
1: Yeah, one of my first breakaways from domestics from Domestics yeah. was that uh, and Hogarden that really branched yeah, out Hogarden. with that. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Love it. Wasn't that the original uh, Kellis White was Hogarden? Uh, yeah, so Cellus uh Sellis,
2: Pierre Cellis, the, the founder uh, well he's the head brewer, first head brewer at Hogarden. And I do say Hoogarden even though no. uh, even though Christine, the owner of Cellus Brewing now calls it Hogarden. I don't believe it. I don't buy into the hype. <laughs> uh, because on the six-packs of Hoogarden, if you look on the handle, it literally says W-H-O-G-A-R-D-E-N. So tells you how to pronounce it on there. Yeah. But still, yeah. all my good friends still call it Hoogarden to my face and like really emphasis the ho. And I really I right. feel like ho. it's not necessary at all. Yeah, that's. Uh, but call it what you want. The, wit- the original Whitbeer, yes. It's one of my original
1: go-tos as well. So I don't know about you guys, but candy corn is one of my. And outside the uh, candy peanut, like the uh, the like soft the Peeps peanuts, or something? yeah, like Peeps style peanuts. Uh, yeah. that's probably the worst candy. But this is to me is pretty close to it. Like I can take a little candy corn, but a little goes a long way. With candy oh, corn. very long Would way. Would
2: candy corn be the uh, honeydew melon of candy? Yes,
1: of candy. It's the <laughs> it's always prevalent and it sucks. Yes, it's, yes. It's the peanut Although, honeydew of candy is actually better. <laughs> <laughs> and we're drinking this with a light lager, which is my least favorite style. yeah
2: going into this i'm kind of with you (laughs) these are the ones i'm looking forward to the least yeah so i'm kind of glad we're getting so so we're
1: gonna hopefully get to the good stuff but uh the notes on this say tame the intensity of the sugar of candy corn with a smooth dry finishing lager that will also bring out the candy's caramel flavors so I don't know if we should very limited caramel flavors they have, although candy. the light lager also is, has limited flavors. I'm guessing the way you want to do this is drink first and then that eat the candy. That way you have the...
2: I mean, we're, we're breaking ground, so we can do it however the hell that's we true. want. That is, that's true. It is I a... don't
1: think there's an official protocol. Yep, that's hard. There, it is. Bready, a light bread flavor. Mm-hmm. I think it actually kind of mellows out the candy corn flavor.
2: You guys are listening to drinking right now. You're welcome. Right.
1: <laughs> but... I will say
2: you're you're correct. It does mellow out the overall like artificial sweetness of candy corn. Yeah, but it's because this beer is on draft, and it's really bitter. I mean, for a, it is for a, for a lager, it's extremely bitter. I I enjoy this beer, and um, you know it's my guilty pleasure. Yeah, I hate candy corn, hate it to death. Yeah, so it's I good. Can actually,
1: eat candy corn with
2: this. <laughs> you know, so you would say it's a yeah.
1: success then. Yeah,
2: I kind of agree with you on that too. That it is kind of bitter, and I haven't had heart probably in a decade. I would say. And this is actually for a lager, Not bad. I would say it's probably one of the better loggers you can get. I, I mean, European beer on draft, game changer. Yeah, you, know, you can have it in bottle and be like, eh. Light struck. You have a little, little oxidation, little age yeah. on those beers. Yes, they're in kegs and they're shipped on the same boat. But by the time they get here, they're all in cold storage, no matter what. Once yeah. they get to America, right. And that uh, I means they never, they never touch light. You know, light never go, doesn't go through uh, stainless steel. So that's good. Yeah, that is good. Uh, it's just facts now that I'm stating, <laughs> uh, but I I I enjoy this beer. I haven't never had Harp on Draft, so oh really? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean,
1: welcome to Harp on Draft. Welcome, to Brewbloods. We bring the special.
2: Jesus, guys, thank you so much. this changed my life. That's part of why we picked it. Yeah, yeah it's good.
1: I will say the one thing the candy corn does, conversely, is it brings out the honey flavors of the Harp that you normally because normally Harp is, you know really cold, in most places you get it, you can lose a lot of the flavor. Yeah. I think it brings out the honey flavor of the harp.
2: I think also the serving time of this beer might bring out the honey flavors of the harp. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is, uh, it is a little warmer than you would most likely, You, know, you'd, if, you if I was to choose the serving temperature of a harp, it would probably be closer to Bud Miller Coors serving yeah, temperature. True. Yeah, it's closer to
1: cellar temperature,
2: probably mid-40s right now. But it's still really damn good.
1: Yeah, but I actually, I think I actually like it a little warmer then. I, I mean, I think it actually improves the flavor for me. When you're getting those flavors out of the beer, it yeah. is better. Now, if you're served, if you're served a light struck
2: diacetyl bomb of a lager, you don't want that to be warm. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> get it cold. Can we get it colder? You, you
1: want Coors so to be I, negative twenty degrees? Throw now. an ice
2: cube in there. Can we right. do that? It would just make
1: it better. <laughs> hey, we did that in our twenties with uh, uh, Coors Light. We, we did have quite ice quite cubes on ice and a straw. Yes. Oh but sadly <laughs> enough, we went really classy. Well, I mean, I
2: grew up in Oklahoma, so that's like <laughs> a
1: baby bottle. Right there, sure, Ferta. <laughs> so the next one we have is Starburst and Saison. Uh, the notes here say the perfect outdoor treat for your candy hangover. These two complement each other with a juicy blast, followed by a nice estery palate cleanser.
0: So
2: I guess so, they just say any Starburst, doesn't matter what flavor you grab. Guess, That's what yeah. I was going to ask. Is it, is it dependent? Because I, I got pink and orange. I got, I got pink, yeah. I got I orange.
1: All right. Starburst, Starburst, Starburst gets the award for most pain-in-the-ass candy to open.
2: It is. You have to have an engineering degree as a child <laughs> to open it. and you at least have to be able to solve two Rubik's cubes before you can yeah. effectively open it.
1: If you're a little OCD like myself, like I don't like tearing the wrapper. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, no. I'll well, you don't, get, you don't want to get you don't want to get the stick paper on the starburst, so you have no. a hand of paper. The is wax paper.
2: technically a taffy? I don't even know what it is. No, because uh, it's very taffy, taffy-like. Taffy is disgusting and flavorless uh,
1: and is the worst candy no, next I a candy. I don't point. know. Laffy Taffy might have something to say about that.
2: Laffy Taffy, not real taffy, though, is it? They have jokes about hey, it. Hey, they call so themselves
1: you taffy. You can't take them it's seriously. See, so you, you're not allowed to laugh with taffy? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Taffy is a very serious I mean, There's no laughing. <laughs> no. There's no laughing at taffy? No. All right. So I guess their recommendation is uh, there. I mean, our recommendation yeah, think, is you eat no, your Starburst first and then go with the beer. I've we'll had this in my molars for weeks now. <laughs> yep. So I'm, I've got the pink uh, flavored whatever uh, pink tastes like. As do I. It's already stuck to my teeth. Of I course. went orange.
2: One hundred percent stuck
1: to my teeth. Yeah, guys, enjoy. Others, Starburst, also the most inefficient eating of candies. Yeah, yeah,
2: maybe we should have cut these in half before we ate them.
1: Well, the, I did. I the did that with my teeth. We could enjoy us with our teeth stuck together while we're eating Starburst because that's what you go to a beer podcast for. That's an interesting flavor combo. So I have Starburst left in my mouth. Good. full, And uh, stuck to my teeth. So I just went ahead and took some Saison, some (laughs) Funkworks Saison. It's got kind of a melony flavor to it now. It kind of transforms from pink flavor to kind of a melony kiwi kind of flavor. I I will see your kiwi. I will see your melon,
2: but I will do melon rind. And that super green part of the melon that's... Basically like honeydew through
1: and through. No. It's become the honeydew cast. Yeah.
2: Welcome. (laughs) Um, I don't know that I'm a fan of this. It might just be because I like the beer so much and it changed the beer so much. Right. Which, Uh, yeah, if you don't like the original beer and you want to change the flavor of it, definitely try this out. I think It, it could kind also of, be the pink Starburst flavor, because I can see another flavor having a different effect altogether. I was going to say, as the one who had a different one, had the orange, it really brings the orange flavor out immensely. If I could say burst of orange. After <laughs> eating it, you have some, and then you drink that, and it's like full-blown drinking I,
1: like orange juice almost. It's crazy. I, I think conversely, it's, I think the Starburst is making the beer not taste as good. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a little uh, metallic. Yeah. or so some, there's something kind of astringent about it.
2: I think it might also be when we're we had the the, the candy in our mouth.
1: Yeah. Could
2: be creating uh, nucleation points for like uh, basically making the beer explode and, like the carbonation yeah. jump off. Man, you're
1: so, your big fancy words. Science did You words. Say metallic
2: because I get I definitely get metallic flavoring in there. Yeah, it was something astringent yeah, and metallic. Like on tinfoil yeah. or something. It's really weird. No, it's it's a that's a, a accurate descriptor. <clears throat> So try the orange and see if, just a bite off of it, see. Yeah, see what you think. I feel like it really brings out the orange a lot. Am I colorblind? Does that look orange to you at all? Sort of. <laughs> all right, Starburst, you get, get, be- get better at <laughs> coloring your candy. Yeah, their candy's not very orange. The wrapping's orange, but yeah, the candy was kind of light. Really taking Starburst at its <laughs> face value here. Yeah.
1: So next up is one of my favorite candies. That'd oh, be uh he's going to try the orange. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. No, no, no. Hold on. What a hold, review. Hold for science it does taste like like a, a cutie
2: uh, yeah. like a mandarin orange yeah but it, it, it definitely wasn't there before I tasted the beer and I know that flavor is not in the beer right so so what we've discovered yeah what we, we're groundbreaking research that we're <laughs> yeah. doing here is that the different Starburst flavors do affect the beer differently <laughs> and I've got red here whatever yeah. red flavor is I don't know I don't know if the listeners are ready for that yeah, uh, that, yeah that's true <laughs> I, feel I feel like can't handle handle would suck so I'm, I'm leaving yes. that out of it um, but I agree with both of you that it makes the beer taste kind of crappy. Yeah. yeah. So if you, like the, if you like the Saison, you don't want to eat the Starburst with it. Now that I taste the Saison, it tastes like a wit beer. Like, it, it tastes less than what it should. And it's probably my palate fatigue after eating something so super sweet. Yeah.
1: yeah. I would agree. But yeah. just, like, taking a swig of water and going back to the Saison. Water? Makes what is, makes, makes water. What is yeah, that? I know. It's, what is that? uh yeah, it makes the Cezanne much better. It kind of cleanses. Cleans- yeah, I mean, it really cleans up the beer a lot. all
2: those artificial flavors out of your palate. Yeah. yeah. We're back. Wait, you mean, we're this, back. you
1: mean this isn't organic <laughs> and all natural? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you drink the water, you go back and imagine that. <laughs>
1: oh, I know. It's water. Just, water
2: it. No, water helps. Yeah. Like, we're over here like, oh, our palates are ruined. We're <laughs> right. never going to be able to taste beer right ever again. Yeah, like, yeah
1: no water. Oh, no. a sip of water? <laughs> oh, wait, good. Okay. All right, so we've gone through the Harp and the Candy Corn. We've gone through the Funkworks On, and the uh, Starburst. Now we're going to move on to the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and the Cream Ale. And uh, we're drinking a Wexford Cream Ale with this. Reese's is one of my favorites uh, candies of all time. I'm most excited about this
2: pairing, by the way, because I also like Reese's. I yeah. like the simplicity of a Cream Ale. Cream yeah, hard to find. I feel like this so, should go together really well. In it's a hard theory. style to find. In theory.
1: Do they say to eat the... Reese's first, or do they give any guns? Well, it says, uh, cleanse out the peanut butter and chocolate punch with a fresh cream ale. These two are better together, so eat the candy so it first. So
2: out, I guess you got to eat the candy can you first. dunk yeah.
1: the beer, or the, the candy in the beer. I don't, I don't know how
2: this works. So.
1: And we are eating the Reese's peanut butter cups, as God intended. Oh, yeah. None of these uh, Reese's bunnies or Reese's pumpkins. Even Reese's pieces can go to hell. The, I won't say go to, Cup to hell. Is so much better. No, I'm with
2: you. Reese's Pieces can go. No, yeah.
1: but there's some parts of the original through. Reese's for sure. No, E.T. ruined Reese's
2: Pieces for me. I think I ate too many of them. <laughs> I probably threw up all over the place when I was a child. So <laughs> fair enough.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups, is where it's at. Oh, I agree. What do you think of this pairing? It's kind. Of, it's a strange pairing, but I kind of like it. It's um. It, I, I, I'll be honest with you. It kind of makes to me makes the Wexford taste a little banana y Right. Like It'll, clovey well, banana y
2: this beer does have a lot of esters in it. It is yeah. an
1: English cream ale, so the English alias does put off some
2: funk to it. Uh, so it's not its not like a... I think if this were a clean American cream ale, so think like uh, even Dallas Blonde from, uh, mm-hmm. from Deep Ellum or uh, Ras Blonde uh, over Fort yeah. Worth, I think it would be a really, really good pairing. i mentioned. Chowed through the rest. I was gonna say, <laughs> I did. hold on to it because I, I want to see what this would pair with the next two beers. I oh, think okay, well. so. This would pair really
1: well and create some nice little, nice little fun. I already like Wexford, anyways. I think it's a fine cream ale that stands alone.
2: Well, it's it's fantastic. It's also on nitro. Yeah, we have another one that's on nitro. I would be interested to see also how carbonation. So uh, when carbonation goes into suspension, it creates a carbonic acid. Carbonic acid does do some funny
1: things to your taste palate. Man, look at this guy dropping all the knowledge bombs on us today. Today. Sorry, guys. I do happen to have for you a bonus receipt. Oh, well, there we go. A backup <laughs> receipt. A break, absolute last one that you'll get, though. A okay, breaking so, case of I'll, I'll Try. I'll
2: try to control myself. Be careful with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to parcel it out. Literally, small, mid small, mid yes. me saying like, oh, I'm gonna hold on to. Oh, you eight years though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's I, all gone. I would say that I was pairing. So to what you were saying, I was just. Yeah.
1: I would say that pairing is a winner, though. I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. A lot, a lot more than the Starburst and on yes. That was,
2: yeah, that was good. You know, like you said, uh, I'm sorry. No, they're complementary flavors, yeah. so, so it's good. The the banana the banana bread element, I did not get that from the cream ale without the Reese's right. for sure. So yeah, I think it's
1: yeah, it's I think, it, a I think really it's a good pair. Yeah, I think our uh, we probably just don't have our tongues are not well attuned enough to really notice that when we drank it before, but. Uh, Next up is the Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bars and a Milk Stout. And for this, we've chosen the classic left-hand Nitro Milk Stout. The notes say, Pair of Milk Chocolate Hershey's Bars with a smooth, full-bodied Milk Stout. The added lactose in the beer will enhance the creaminess of the chocolate. Try these Milk Stouts for starters, and then they give a list. But uh, we'll go with left-hand here. And we went with the lower ABV Milk Stout. We did. We considered the Dragon's Milk uh, from New Holland, but... Uh, we already have another ass kicker beer coming up, so we decided to go lower. Yeah, went a
2: little, went a little lower this time. I also did notice <clears throat> my Hershey's had almonds. Did y'all have almonds as well? Really? Well, <laughs> screw me. <laughs> well, no, it actually is. Quite quite an with almonds. An enjoyable little surprise. Hey, it's not the poor man's peanut, so it is not. <laughs> I do feel like I'm eating Hershey's with class now. Yeah. Uh, Nothing says class like an almond. No. Especially when you're not expecting it, and you think something's horribly wrong with the Hershey's yeah. that you just bit into. Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. Is this one from 2006? or <laughs> yeah. have got- so, in the Halloween tradition, I poison this candy, put razor blades in it. So just watch oh, out.
2: Good, can't wait. So
1: I thought I had that metallic <laughs> blood taste on yeah. mouth. <laughs> so are you are you are you guys left hand uh, milk stout fans normally? Oh yeah. I think it was my first milk stout that I ever had. Uh, I like it. Uh, left hand uh, <laughs> in
2: Oklahoma, there was a while. A, a, there still is. You can't get a lot of craft up in Oklahoma. Uh, but Left Hand used to come up there. And uh, Middle South and Black Jack Porter were my go-to dark beers. But you got Prairie up there now. Well, this is this is pre-Prairie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed this pairing. I knew this was going to be a killer pairing to begin with. But this is fantastic. The almonds kicking in with it is that nice little – it brings out some malt in this beer that you can't normally taste the nutty flavor no surprise yeah well it, it, it's it's a nice little compliment and i think we might be picking up on a trend here yeah about complementary flavors helping one another but right this is great i mean we're breaking it's, it's like we're, they do that in pairings
1: wait wait no, i thought I thought we strange, were bit. i thought we were breaking food science here <laughs> with our revolutionary idea
2: we are this is not posted anywhere before here so. right Alright, yeah, so yeah, the, the nutty elements do bring out some things that you don't normally get in the left hand. Yeah. Um, you know, it's much like when you add vanilla to chocolate or something like you know, it's just it's enhancing I, it for I'm sure.
1: I'm not a Hershey's fan, I have to say. I'm not really a chocolate guy anyways. I'm more of I love chocolate and peanut butter, not a straight up pure chocolate fan like my wife. My wife loves chocolate. Yeah. Um, but to me this makes the Hershey's a lot better. Like oh, yeah. straight up Hershey's chocolate both. is kind of I mean, it's an okay chocolate, it's kinda of meh as far as chocolate goes. It's fine, yeah. Uh, it's fine. It's it's the it's the honeydew of chocolates, um, but this really makes this brings it almost up to an almond level.
2: Remember earlier when I was like, hold on to that Reese's yeah. peanut butter cup. Don't don't drink it with this beer, or don't you know don't 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 eat it with this. beer. Oh, well, now I have to. <laughs> <laughs> what you get? Like I got some. Wait, talk about weird metallicy flavors. When peanuts peanut butter doesn't really uh, doesn't really marry very well. Oh my that, god. <laughs> It because it has like a dish soap flavor now. Exactly. Yeah. Based on your on you guys, I'm going to stick with the uh, Hershey bar. Well, no, it, it's, it, it's wow. what's insane though is that you can taste something like literally a nut difference for yeah. lack of a better yeah. term, uh, and the flavor
1: is night and day. It is that's that is insane. It is literally like like uh, drinking dish soap after like after eating just Cascade. a small bit, a small bite yep. of the Reeses and then drinking following up with left hand milk stout is it becomes dish okay, soap. So I won't do that. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> All right, fine. Don't don't be adventurous. No big deal.
1: Yeah. I'll, try, I'll trust that it's bad. <laughs> so,
2: it's not on our official pairing list, so, you know. Okay. Yeah, it's true. There's probably a good reason. Sorry. Yeah. Going off
1: script. <laughs> so our last beer and our last candy for this experiment is the M&M's, and I went with classic M&M's here, your standard chocolate, no peanut butter, no peanut, uh, and a barrel-aged beer for this. Um, I chose the Deschutes Abyss. Which, yeah. by the way, excellent choice. Thank you. Excellent choice. That's so why I'm known for my good beer choices. <laughs> I'm M&M's what? <laughs> M&M's yeah, exactly. I don't even <laughs> care
2: so if, Well, and, and the better thing is Mark is picking up the tab, so that, that, that helps. We'll have
0: yeah,
1: another. I, another yeah. It's not that guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Is
2: this a 2016 reserve from the event? Or yeah. From yep, 2016.
1: Yep. Unfortunately, it's not the uh, scotch version or the brandy version, but...
2: So I'm assuming, again, uh, we do the M&M's first.
1: Yeah, this one says the uh, barrel-aged beers are a lot like these tasty treats, rich, bold, and bite-sized in a good way. There are no instructions here. So, so there
2: are no rules.
1: It's a frontier. It's a frontier. It's a frontier. Like do it.
2: I dump the M&M's in the beer?
1: I'm very...
2: Uh, you, you definitely could. You're supposed to melt in your mouth, not in your hand. What are the but rules do they melt on in your beer? barrel-aged beers?
1: melt ma glass. So, of course, the old-school chocolate M&M provides that strong cocoa chocolate taste in your mouth. Better chocolate than Hershey's though, I think. Oh yeah, by far.
2: You know what? The juxtaposition of quality here yeah. is absolutely insane. Are you talking <laughs> about the beer or the candy. You mean the yes. really high quality oh. beer versus the low quality M&M? Absolutely yeah. correct. Like you're getting the I mean, you're getting the M&Ms of candy. I mean, you're <laughs> the M&Ms of candy. Yeah, they literally throw these things in trail mix. They're so That's yeah, true. just make it rain.
1: It, it really What's up? No. It really um, it makes the M and M's a lot better.
2: Yeah, no, and that's what I was getting at is that you you start to actually you start to actually enjoy uh, the flavors coming out of the, the chocolate inside the old can- hard candy shell. Yeah, that's which true. Is, which is hard to do because it's they're M and M's. Yeah, although like I said, I, I definitely like the chocolate in M and M's better than the chocolate in Hershey's. Hershey's is a little more bland. Uh, it, it went well with the left hand, but.
1: It, yeah, like we said, it's a honeydew of, cho- of, of yeah. chocolate. Do you guys have any Hershey's
2: bar left?
1: Uh, with the, I don't. With, I do. with the Abyss? See what you think of there? I've got a Hershey's
2: in here you We have can split. Piece. I have one uh, one left. I mean, I am I am the part of the Rebel Circus now, so... Yeah, that's, that's true. You just mix hey, and match. He joined in the break. Aren't we all, in our hearts, part of the Rebel Circus? No. Sure. Sure, we'll go with that. I'm a yes and man. <laughs> so... I will say the Hershey's is very sweet, way, way sweeter than I remember it being Yeah, we had it. Uh, but see, I feel like the
1: M&M's even more sweet.
2: But I love that pairing. That I, is pretty
1: good. I, yeah. I love that. So that, to me, the Hershey's brings out the boozy yes. side of the Deschutes, well, whereas the M&M's, for whatever reason, maybe it's the, the candy shell, brings out the sweeter, fruity side of the of the Abyss.
2: Yeah. I I, I, I
1: mean, both, first off, both of
2: them are fantastic pairings. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, I would go with the old Hershey's with almonds and and the Abyss. I love it. You, you're right. It does bring out the barrel character of the beer yeah, rather right? than just the all-malt bomb that you get otherwise. I actually think the Hershey's with the Abyss might be better than the Hershey's with the Milk Stout. And then the other yeah. interesting thing is the
1: yeah. Reese's with the Abyss.
2: Is that good? I was going to taste it, but after my last it's... miserable fail, I didn't
1: want to... <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not nearly as bad as the left-hand nit- uh, nitro, but... It brings a rather sharp, I think the peanut butter contrast brings a really sharp character to the abyss. Like, not necessarily bad, it's just really sharp. It's aggressive. Um, it's yeah. aggressive. It's very Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> And it, it, Straight to the jugular. That's a it, it's term really, right yeah,
2: it's, yeah, It is. It's actually page 56 <laughs> hey, of Tasting Beer. Brian's not the only one that can drop knowledge bombs yeah. here. No, no. Uh, the ana, an, antiandium, whatever <laughs> <laughs> was steel. Right, exactly, <laughs> yes. yes that's what happens when you try to step out on the nerd limb and <laughs> yeah. you absolutely fall in your face <laughs> um, yeah i'll stick to the old hersheys and almonds that was that that and the abyss lights out yeah um, the hershey the uh, reeses and the cream ale fantastic yeah. pretty good. i never i never thought that would taste good and i absolutely never thought i would ever eat candy corn because yeah. i'm a, i'm a i'm a gentleman yeah uh, i'm a man of wealth <laughs> that's and luxury right,
1: we, <laughs> we waxed our mustaches we were tuxedos after five yeah so um, we roll so I, I, honestly, this little candy beer pairing opened up my eyes. It's, I mean, so what was your your favorite and least favorite of this pairing?
2: I, my favorite, honestly, uh, it's it's going to be the Hershey's with the abyss. I know that's off script. Yeah, but the flavor, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a booze man myself yeah. when it comes to barrel aged beers. They You're part those. of the rebel circus. You don't have to stick to <laughs> yeah. rules. Yeah, I mean we're basically the juggalos for people out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. So we're uh, the juggalos of beer. <laughs> yeah. Is that bad? I think it might be bad. We might need to change the, the tagline <laughs> on that. But I, I honestly, I, I like the complimentary flavors out of those two. Out of those two candy or you know the candy and the beer. The least favorite I'm gonna have to say is the Starburst and the Saison, because not because of the big flavor changes that you get because that's impressive when you can change yeah. the flavor of a Saison right. that much and a, a well-made Saison that much Yeah, that's impressive not what I was going for not yeah. what I would look for now if I yeah. had a poorly made Saison and it made something undrinkable drinkable then yeah miracles on earth. It's also very interesting that the Saison and Starburst, depending on which Starburst you get, you get different results. You know, and It makes, it's, it's logical and I will sense, say, may,
1: it might have gone over better, too, if maybe we had a fruitier Saison, something a little less bready. We had yeah. limited options here. I mean, they've got an extensive menu. They can only care so much of every flavor. Um, sure. And we, I picked Funkworks just because of the brand. Um, so maybe if we had something a little less bready, maybe it would have been better. But Saison instead of a fruity nature anyways, it's I mean, just, I think, is maybe a little more bready than it needed to be. I, I, I love
2: Funkwerk on. I, I, I did sneak a little sip before we uh, <laughs> ruined my palate with uh, the Starburst. But it, it, that was that was least favorite, most impressive. I don't know if that if that's a that category. makes sense. Dustin, uh, for me, I would say probably my favorite. Um, I'm actually going to have to agree with you that it's the Hershey's and the Deschutes. Um, I, I don't care if they're supposed to be paired in the article
1: we wrote. Maybe we need to rewrite it. But um, we shouldn't yeah. really like uh, you know experiment with this before we wrote That's the true. article and put we, it out yeah, there. Yeah, we the should
2: have tested. We just threw theories against the wall instead of mm-hmm. actually trying things and seeing what was yeah. best. Um, the uh, the Reese's and the cream ale I would probably say was second for me, and the surprise third, uh, like you mentioned, is the candy corn in the in uh, the heart because. I did not expect to like either one of those. I hadn't had harp in so long. I just yeah. expect to not like lagers. And that was actually surprising how much I liked that. And then, yeah, the candy corn balance was actually pretty good. And uh, I agree, too, that the Starburst and Saison, you better be very careful in what you're picking
1: there <laughs> yeah. if you
2: actually want a good combination.
1: But it's, it's, it's like you said, it's interesting how it transforms from Starburst to Starburst flavor. True. And, and um, the
2: left hand and the Reese's is really neither here nor there for me. It was fine.
1: Yeah. It was fine. The other one I wish we could have done, uh, but I couldn't find the Pop Rocks was uh, Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks on a sour. Oh, that could have been probably would have been interesting. Yeah. But could I couldn't also, find Pop Rocks.
2: Could have also like lit your tongue on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like a, yeah. a lit fuse, just a burnt end of a, yeah. a twig happening. Um, uh,
1: that's I was just, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> to say my least favorite was definitely the Cezanne um, with the Starburst. Um, I did just try the Hershey's with the Abyss, and it makes the Hershey's way better. Like it makes that chocolate explode in your mouth, yeah. Um, And it, I think the in that case for me, the 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 abyss stays very well balanced, Um, but it makes the Hershey's better, whereas the M and Ms. Uh, They're almost out. too chocolatey. Like the the, the oh, cocoa a,
2: flavor a, is almost too much in the M&Ms. It,
1: it's, yeah, it's a it's a two girls one cup situation in your mouth. Yeah, it's <laughs> a cho- it's a it's a chocolate. It's a Hershey Highway in your mouth. Now that is it a is a lot of chocolate.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's actually one of the off flavors <laughs> that
1: you're, you have to identify. <laughs> it's yeah, it's two girls one cup. Uh, whereas the M&Ms uh, kind of brought out the uh, bru- boozy side, and the Reese's made it sharp. It's interesting how much the abyss changes. And that's probably true of all these beers. But since we went three ways, we had a nice three-way with these beer, this one beer. Uh, how much it changes. Like any three-way will change a man. Absolutely. Um,
2: Ab- yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I think I think the not Abyss... Not necessarily for the worst. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I'm not saying for the worst. I yeah. think the Abyss experiment was my favorite by far just because I love big boozy beers anyways. And this is my more... The, the, the candies were more my, my, uh, my side of the flavor palette of what I like in, anyways. So
2: I like... I thought you would like the Reese's in the left hand. I just figured that'd be.
1: I did. I liked it, but it wasn't. It was kind of. I'm sorry, the left hand, the the cream ale. uh, I liked it, and I I think it's interesting how it transformed Wexford. It just wasn't my favorite. Yeah. You know, it was probably middle of the pack for me, but. Uh, I went went really off script, guys. Uh,
2: For the listeners who are wondering, like, what would happen if you paired candy corn with the Abyss? Oh, God. Don't do that. (laughs) It tastes. It tastes terrible. Oh. Um, if You'll, you
1: thought candy corn tasted hey, bad. Hey, you want to try some more? I have a whole bag of left candy no, that corn. No,
2: not necessary. Uh, how yeah. about Starburst in the Abyss? Let us know how is. I'm going to assume that it is equally <laughs> as bad. Uh, God, that is awful. I, I will say there's one, there's one fillet, uh, pairing that I always go to uh, whenever I'm trying to kind of open people's minds to beer in general. Uh, my favorite is a barrel-aged Belgian quad, Okay. I go to Tetravis from Sam Adams Barrel Room Collection. I know it can be kind of difficult to find, uh, but uh, uh, I think I think uh, Boulevard Bourbon Barrel Quad would would suffice as well. Okay? Yeah. Um, but pairing that with like a chocolate fudge, like brownie or chocolate, like a really chocolatey cake. Oh, okay. The flavors that come out of that are like it's literally a marriage. It is heaven. Interesting. It's so damn good, and if you can figure out a way, uh, whether it be like a, a, a chocolate turtle, get those little sh- turtle candies. Sure, yeah. Uh, like mixed with a barrel aged Belgian beer like that. I know you might not be the biggest fan of Belgian beers, but Belgian dark strongs that are barrel aged. There's enough. There's enough going on that you can kind of cover up yeah. those funky Belgian esters that are put off and yeah, like weird phenolics that come out of a twelve percent beer. Uh, yeah, but it's it's one of those things that wine drinkers will gravitate toward it which i mean we we all know at least one wine drinker that we try to convert on a regular basis yeah sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, and, and, and people who just like desserts they like sweets yeah. doesn't like sweets unless you're trying to watch your weight yeah, in which true. case lose my number here on my friend <laughs> uh, everybody knows somebody who would appreciate that so that's something that i wanted to i wanted to bring to, yeah. to the group brew- Brewblood's, like, audience, yeah. like, and just say, you're welcome. Okay? <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, once you try it,
1: you'll understand what I'm talking about, how freaking delicious it is. All right. Well, we've uh, provided a healthy dose, do- a healthy dose, a healthy <laughs> dose of science today. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed wow, yeah. the uh, Halloween uh, beer and candy You seem berry. to have enjoyed the abyss quite a bit. Yeah. I've enjoyed the abyss <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs>
2: Drinking the rest of the bottle right now. <laughs> That's oh right. Oh, my God.
1: I put a nipple on it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Shaped just like, like Dustin's probe. nipple, and yeah, I'm going well, to town right you know. Well, thanks for listening to episode 119 of Brew Bloods. Appreciate uh, your time. Appreciate your support. Thanks for listening to the show. Appreciate your sports. Your support. Oh, okay. Appreciate your sports also. but And
2: <laughs> well, you're your a support. are over there.
1: So, so uh, Brian, do you want to tell us where to find the uh, No Beer Left Behind podcast? Yeah, uh,
2: it's pretty simple. Nobeerleftbehind.com. Ah, very That's simple. Where, uh, very Uploads, straightforward. downloads, everything can go. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. No Beer Left Behind cast on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com backslash No Beer Left Behind that's where you find us. That's where you enjoy all of our gold that we put out right. every week. And uh, it was great. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. On. Oh, yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks for you coming on. reaching out to
1: us. Thanks for all the knowledge bombs. We don't have those fancy science man words on this, this show. Yeah. So we appreciate bringing a little beer taste good. Yeah, beer, beer good. Appreciate you classing up the joint a little <laughs> bit. Uh, thanks to Trinity Hall for having us out tonight. Very, you know, patient uh, server. He brought over a, a tray of full of beer that he almost spilled. Uh, he <laughs> fortunately, he did not. Fortunately, he did not because I would have had to pay for it all. <laughs> Uh, check out all the social networks, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find us uh, wherever fine podcasts are found. Which is many, many platforms these days. A lot of places. You can uh, email us at brewbloodshow at gmail.com and you can call us 469 573 beer. That's 469 573 2337. And leave. Janus.
2: Do whatever you want. And
1: leave uh, multiple voicemails medium. like Brian did, and I'll forget about them. But turn your mic on. Yeah, but turn your mic on. Like, yeah, it, your mic
2: on. That, that power switch is a real, <laughs> it's a real tough thing to find.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, for Dustin
2: and Mark. Mark Dustin probes. Probes.